Welcome, MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com. The answer for our faith, consider receiving our healing through the Lord Jesus Christ. We're on the 13th part of a three-part series. So let's get started. Jesus healed every kind of sickness and disease. Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Every kind. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Matthew 9, uh, 35-38. And, and also... In the scripture here, departing from there, Jesus went along the Sea of Galilee, and having gone up to the mountain, he was sitting there. With large crowds came to him, bringing with them all those who were lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid, and they laid them down at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd marveled, and they saw the mute speak, and the crippled restored, and the lame walking, and the blind seen, and they glorified the God of Israel. And Jesus is still doing the same thing today, doing those healings, and we glorify God. So what kind of healing do you need? Is you know, is it cancer? Is it tumors? Is it lesions? Is it broken bones? Is it you know asthma or some breathing problems, circulatory problems? You know, diabetes or whatever. God heals all kinds of diseases, all kind of ailments. You know, but sickness is one reason for the workers are few. I mean, here it is. It's put right there. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Why? Because many of us are too sick. We may be able to go out and do certain things, but we're stopped certainly by not by, by not being able to do the fullness of what we need to do. We're hindered by being sick. We're hindered by having diseases. We're hindered. So, so we need to be healed so we can God can have more harvesters, more workers out in the field to harvest the people that are out there. At his feet. Um, now as they were traveling along, he entered the village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his every word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, are you worried and bothered about so many things? But one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen a good part which shall not be taken away from her. Now we mentioned this twice before. But this is why it's so important. It says to Mary that what's been talk, told to her will not be taken from her. So maybe you have been healed before and the very things you're having now. And you're wondering, you're even more condemned and more shamed and more guilty than ever before because you lost your healing. And you think, well, maybe, you know, whatever you did, you, you just have all this kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, maybe it's because you didn't sit long enough. Maybe we need to sit down. How long? I don't, I don't know. That's got to be between you and God. And you got to do it because you love God. I'm not putting some legalism on you that you sit with God so many hours, then you're going to hear and you're going to be healed. But this is a very important thing is Mary sat down until the point that whatever she was taught could not be taken from her because she knew. And if you're not quite sure that God wants to heal you and you get up too soon from the feet of Jesus and get back into the work of the ministry like Martha was, it's easily going to be taken from me because when you get... You're just going to get disturbed. You're just going to say, well, maybe God doesn't heal. Maybe you're not doing this right. Maybe I'm not doing that right. Maybe I need to be here and not over there and so forth. But you need to sit with Jesus long enough so that when you get up, there's no, no, no demon in hell, there's no man on this earth, there's no minister, that nobody can take away what Jesus told you that you can have away from you so that you can go out and work the harvest, that you can go out and do all that God has called you to do. You need to be at his feet. Prayer. 
Now that may God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved completely without blame at the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Sanctify. He says, sanctify you entirely. Sanctify means a set aside for a special purpose. God has set us aside for a special purpose. One of us is to do the work of the ministry. One of us is to go out and harvest the lost souls and bring many people to Christ Jesus, saving their souls, healing their bodies, and, and, and so forth. Sanctify you entirely. Entirely means entirely. And spirit, he's inspired, be born again. He says, you may your spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body we've been talking about. Our spirit is born again. It cannot be sick. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. God wants healing in our emotions, wants healing in our will, wants healing in our mind. Some people have lost their will. Some people just roll over because they're tired of fighting. They've lost their will. God wants to heal that will. God wants to heal that mind, that stinking thinking, that mind has gone off in a direction that should not be go. It should not go. Maybe your mind has been brought there because of whatever you're watching, whatever you're hearing, whatever you've been taught to believe. Your mind's going the wrong direction. God wants to heal that. But also, it goes on to say, without blame, the coming or just your body be preserved, complete, complete. God wants us preserved. Jesus saved our spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit is saved on this eternity, on this side of eternity. And as we renew our mind, our soul is saved and our body will be saved. But our body doesn't have to be sick and run down and broken down before we die. There's many people that live, you know, to be in their older age and don't have ailments and don't have to take diseases and sickness, that don't have to take pills and so forth because they believe what Jesus did for them. They will die, but you don't have to die of sickness. When people go, then how are you going to die? Well, Moses was lived to 120. It says his eyes faded him not and his streak faded him not. So how did he die? Well, God, you know, he died out there. We seem to think that we die because of our heart stops, right? Isn't that when we proclaim somebody's dead as they no longer have a heartbeat? Well, your heart stops beating because the scripture says a spirit, you know, it's a spirit that gives strength to our body. You die when, you're, when your spirit leaves this body. And if you're born again, the sting of death is not there. And our spirits can leave our body before our body gets, you know, drops dead. You know, there's been people, let me put it this way. There's, there's been people that said, I'm leaving. And it's time for me to go to be in heaven. And they, they lay down in bed and boom, they left their bodies. And when their bodies, when their spirit left their body, their heart couldn't beat anymore. Because the heart cannot beat without the spirit. Now, we had this backwards around. We said, well, somebody had a heart attack. Well, your, your heart's going to, you know, stop. When your spirit leaves, some people did have a heart attack. But if you're born again, you can leave before that heart stops. And when you leave, that heart stops. I know that may be too much for some people, but we are spirit, soul, and body. It's our spirit that keeps these. These bodies aren't alive. These bodies aren't, can't walk by themselves like the walking dead. These, these bodies have to have a spirit. And when these bodies, when the spirit vacates these bodies, these bodies drop dead. There's been people I've heard about worshiping the Lord, and they just look over and says, I'm going home. They left, their heart stopped, boom, they dropped. They didn't die of a heart attack. We call that natural, you know, natural causes. You don't have to be old to have natural causes. There's people in their 30s, natural causes. There's no, they just, the heart just stopped because their spirit left. Now, some people did have a heart attack for whatever reason. But I'm talking about those who are born again, who are blood-bought, who, are, who the, the death worries your sting, worries your victory. That's not only talking about going to hell, but that's talking about, boom, you can be out of here without the, the painful. And I know there's a lot of people that may be on their deathbed down, a lot of pain. And, uh, and I, I feel for you. I have sympathy for you. And I speak to your bodies. I speak to your spirits. We rise up in the name of Jesus. You can go out. You can just go anytime you want. And we're going to talk about that later on, too. 
So it says our body be preserved complete. So we can, our body can be preserved complete. It is going to go to ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But we don't have to be sick to get there. We can just get to live a long life, live a strong life, and, 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 and have a natural death, be out of here. This body turns to ashes. Then Jesus, the last horn blows. Our bodies are raised up. They're, they're, they're healed. They're made complete. And then they're glorified in our spirit, soul, and body. Boom. God you know, sent Jesus to save our spirit, soul, and body, and we're one person. So glorify God now. Don't wait for the crowds. Because everything we read, the people being healed, it says after they healed, people glorified God. You know, we're not glorified God if in our sickness. We may be a great inspiration. I know some people that are great inspirations because, man, they just, they they take the, you know, the licking and they keep on kicking. They still glorify God. They have no self-pity in them. They're not worried. They're just still doing all they can for God. And they, they inspire me that, you know, they keep on fighting. They inspire me to, to live for God because God is love. They inspire me to, to serve him with all my spirit, soul, and body. But they don't make me glorify God as if they're healed. I know that's kind of hard for some people. But everywhere in scripture, people were glorified after God healed. But we can glorify God before because we're not of this world. We're in this world, but not of this world. So we need to glorify God before the crowds do. Because it's easy to glorify God after we've seen God do something. But it takes real faith to glorify God before and as he's doing something. It says even the angels were glorified and singing, singing praises to God as he's creating the heavens and earth. So why can't we glorify God as he's healing our bodies? So look up many times that people glorify God after someone was healed. So glorify God now and inspire people. Inspire people. So you want to be healed? Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Be healed. <laughs> MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com. Be healed.